the Dead Pair Podcast is energized by KL Ammo Game Boy US. Oh. Welcome to the Dead Pair Podcast, coming in hot with everything you want to hear about sporting clays. Guy Fieri. How are you, gentlemen? Thanks for having me. Anthony Batteries Jr., how you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. Welcome back, David Radulov. That's a net positive. <laughs> Brad Kidd. Corey Cruz. Thank you for joining us this evening. Now I feel awkward. With your hosts, Jason Rambo. One more Red Bull for you. And Sean Alley. Woo, yeah! Christmas. Let's do it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. It's the Dead Pair Podcast. Dead Pair. And now, it's showtime. Holy cow, Sean Alley. Three years. Can um, you believe it's been three years since the start of this madness? No. <laughs> well, cheers to you, brother, on three years. Yep. Going on the start of three years. Yep. And... To many more. To many more. Yeah, Absolutely. we've had a lot of fun. It's been an adventure the whole time, and I don't regret a bit of it. Absolutely not. I can't. I still get as excited on podcast day is the very first time we ever did it. So yeah, we've come a long way. I mean, uh, I, I I almost cringe to go back and try to listen to the fir- first podcast we did because we've come such a long way. And I don't ever want to hear that first one again. Okay, fair <laughs> fair enough. But hey, you got to start somewhere, bud. That's right. Got to start That's somewhere. Right. Well, Mr. Alley, are you thawed out? Sort of. <laughs> sort of. It was. Oh, uh, man, what a night shoot. Yeah, another eventful year for the uh, Pilgrim's Night Shoot at Cardinal. And the uh, turnout was fantastic. Oh, my gosh. The turnout was fantastic. The food was fantastic. Uh, Friday night was awesome. Lots of fun. And, oh, boy, did Saturday kick our butts. Yeah, it was. It, Snowflakes well, the size of a 50-cent piece. That and, week on Wednesday... It was 72 degrees. I know. In the afternoon. Come Saturday morning, when you and I were watching some of the prelim shooters shoot Saturday afternoon, there was silver dollar sized snowflakes coming down. And yes. It was like 34, 32 degrees, something like that. So, yeah. Well, well welcome to Ohio. <laughs> you know, we lucked out though because we got all that rain from the hurricane. Yep. Uh, that came through central Ohio and it quit at like 5 30 and we started shooting at six on Friday night. Yeah. So yep. we got lucky there. But boy, did the temperature make a swing the next day. Yeah, it just started dropping and it went to the floor. And you know what? I haven't seen any death threats yet from our targets on the dead pair prelim. <laughs> uh, I think for the most part, everybody enjoyed themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, honestly, we got a lot of good compliments from people. I thought that they enjoyed the targets. We tried to set it fun, yeah. give give some challenge to it. Obviously, sure. we, we thought out a lot of good uh, scenarios and a lot of good targets. But uh, I was just really pleased to, to hear that most people enjoyed it. Well, we set immensely. the course for a 96 HOA. And I think if it wasn't for the snow, Dustin Maroon would have turned his 94 HOA into a 96. Yes, yes. Um, I think the two big incoming crows I had on 15, he said he, he dropped some targets there. I think if he take the snow out of it, I think he'd have been there. Yeah. So, But uh, it was a lot of fun. Food was outstanding. As always, Cardinal always does event. a bang-up job on the food, I'm And then you. we got to give a big shout-out to Aldo and Paul that came down from Canada just to squad with the dead pair guys. I'm like, you, what? You came down to shoot with us? <laughs> so those guys were great. And Aldo uh, was a first-year shooter. Incredible uh, shooter for his incredible first Incredible shooter for his first year. And, and I tell you what, that guy was having more fun than anybody in the course. I don't think I ever saw him without a smile on his face. He zeroed a station and still was smiling from ear to ear. Yes. 
Yes. He was like, well, that was fun. And he's just laughing about it. And it's like, dude, I'd, my gun would be laying out there in the field. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, we were freezing, getting rained on, getting snowed on. And he's just like, I'm having the greatest time ever. I'm like, this guy's great. <laughs> this guy's great. <laughs> but that's so awesome. Seeing somebody enjoy the sport for what it is like that. I yeah. Mean, just... and, and how humbling for them uh, to want to come down and shoot with oh, man. us pair of knuckleheads. I mean, I'll never forget Jake said, man, you got two guys from Canada here just begging to be on your squad. I'm like, what? He's like, they're looking so forward to shoot with you guys. I'm like, do they know us? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I forgot we'd met Paul briefly the year before. He was down the year before. He was actually part of the interviews from the night shoot. That's right. Yeah. And, and then he brought uh, he brought Aldo down with him, and uh, they were just having a ball. They yeah. were having a ball. Absolutely. And there so, was actually, uh, I think, what, five or six Canadians that came down yes. with them as a group. A. Uh, we did, a. We, we, <laughs> didn't, we didn't shoot with the other ones, but, uh, but we all sat around like Friday night and Saturday and talked and stuff. So great for those guys to come down and, yes. and join us in Ohio. Uh, and we had all kinds of people coming from all over the place had a lot of people from michigan coming down obviously uh the pruckas came down and and their shooting crew uh but man it was just, it was packed i mean it, the oh, whole yeah. course was packed i think they had what a little over 300 shooters uh um, i think total number was close to 340 but on friday night 220 something yeah it's like 222.50 something like that on friday yeah. night. The saturday night was huge it was saturday night was was big and we had a really good turnout for our prelim which was which was awesome yeah love seeing that yeah so definitely uh thank you to the cardinal center for letting us do that yep. um, jake and his staff always do a bang up job hopefully everybody that shot the dead pair prelim that placed got their dead pair trophies that sean made sean great job on that those things looked awesome yeah no worries no and worries. um so moving on uh real quick we have attorney talk mr alley all right let's get to it All right, this episode of Attorney Talk brought to you by Score Chaser. Uh, just have one notification. The North American fee task is now open. Uh, that shoot is June 16th through the 18th next year, 2023, at Heritage Farms. Awesome. So, Jason, we got some other updates real quick while we're talking here. Let's talk about that Ranger giveaway. We've been getting a lot of emails and a lot of people asking about that. Yes. Uh, everybody, if you are going on to Apple Podcasts, leaving us a good review, if you are going on to Facebook and leaving a comment there, make sure you're reaching out to us with your real name, email address, and contact info so that we know who you are, especially if you're using a screen name when you're commenting on these things. Yes, but part of the rules, Mr. Alley, because you've already screwed that part up. Yeah, I know. Uh, you have to like and and or follow us on Facebook and or Instagram, as well as Randolph Engineering or Ranger. Uh, it's under Ranger Performance Eyewear on Facebook and RE underscore Ranger on Instagram. Yeah, I got a little bit excited. So make there. sure you're, you have to be following both of us. You have to be a new registered shooter within the last 12 months with the NSCA. And for a bonus entry, like Sean said, leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're sending us an email that you have entered because if not, we do not have your information. Yep. Can't can't so. tell who you are by your screen name. Right. And, and one last plug, um, just a reminder for a holiday uh, show schedule. As always, the week of Christmas, no podcast. The week of New Year's, no podcast. Me and right. Jason need a break. We've worked hard all year. So take well, it or leave it, well, folks. I, I don't know about you. I've worked hard all year. You've worked hard all year? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, no. We'll leave, we'll leave that alone. We'll no, leave that alone. I, if anything, if, if any reason whatsoever, it's so we can give Sean time with his wife before she murders me. So right. um, we will be back on the 5th of January. Yeah, that'll with, be the first release of 2023. Yeah, that'll be the Path Part 3. 
Uh, Path Part 2 is coming out next week. Uh, make sure you guys tune in for that. We will have another show on the 15th, uh, which is that Thursday there in November. Or, I'm sorry, December. Uh, and then no show the week of Christmas or New Year's. So. Right. Good well, deal. Well, well, they got covered all the, all the nuts and bolts. Speaking of nuts and bolts, we have a very important guest tonight. We sure do. A former national and world champion, Mr. Corey Cruz. And a great guy to boot. Uh, yeah, that's an understatement. That guy's awesome. Um, I want to talk to him. Yeah, get him on the phone. I don't, don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to Corey. Fine, get him on the phone. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the world and national champion. Hopefully, he's not flying around in an F-16 right now. Corey Cruz, <laughs> welcome back to the show, bud. Oh, man. Thank you all for having me again. Good to be back. Yeah, great to have you back here, Corey. Hope, hope life's been treating you okay. It has, man. Better than I deserve. You're you're not flying overhead right now, are you? You're like on the ground no, not, right now. <laughs> not right now. Thankfully, we're not right now. Uh, yeah, just as a side note, so everybody knows what I'm talking about, I was uh, I was texting back and forth with Corey the other day, and he's like, yeah, I'm on this flight. And what is it, Corey? Flight tracker? You, you yeah, flight aware. Yeah, flight aware, and, and we could like see him on the map flying overhead. I'm like, wow, check that out. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it was pretty cool. But heck yeah. So Corey, we want to dive into some stuff, but before we do, I want to start by asking, you know, how in the world do you compartmentalize? You know, we just talked about you flying. Um, you know, we we know you're huge on family, which is awesome. Um, your career is very busy. And, you know, oh, yeah, there's this whole sporting clay thing we got going on over here. So um, <laughs> don't go too deep just yet because we want we want to dive into some of this here in a little bit. But with a broad brush, man, how do you compartmentalize this stuff? Man, it, I've just been blessed enough. It, shooting has always just been the ultimate networking agent for me. You know, I'm a trailer park kid from East Texas, and you know, it's you know, uh, I've met my wife through shooting. Uh, you know, all my jobs I've gotten through shooting. It, it all intertwined. So, uh, you know, you just kind of take this hat off, put this one on, and uh, give it your best. And and uh, I wouldn't say I really compartmentalize anything. It's just you know, you know, certain things take priority at that time and then other things take priority. So you just kind of see what's at the top of your list and, um, do the best you can at it. And, you know, uh, that's, that's really about it. That's about the only way you can do it. Yeah. Well, Corey, I mean, we know you're a busy guy and, uh, I want to kind of just dip into the nationals for a second since they were so recent. Um, uh, you know, you don't necessarily burn as many shells as a lot of the other guys that, that go in at your level, uh, because you've got so many other things going on. So when you're leading up to an event like the nationals, what is it that you do to prepare and, and how does it make it a, a difference in your game before you get there? Man, you know, the, I wouldn't, based on my performance this year at nationals, I, I, I wouldn't really advise doing what I did because it didn't work out. Okay. But the, uh, you know, traditionally, you know, there's, there's always shoots that lead up, uh, lead up to nationals. Uh, and this year I didn't really have many on the calendar. So, you know, what I did this year was this, you know, get out a couple of weeks before start, uh, start a real, real heavy training program, shoot a lot of traps, shoot a lot of ski get your form mechanics, right. And, uh, you know, try and get your timing on, um, where I failed in training was to shoot enough tournaments. I wasn't competition ready. Um, you know, I, 
I guess this was my 26th nationals, uh, and wow. yeah, 20, 26 in a row, uh, hadn't missed one. And, you know, I still got the butterflies. I still got nervous. I still got tight. You know, it, it, you know, whenever you, whenever you love something, whenever you want it and you're not prepared, you know, you're going to get those nerves and, uh, you know, about, I don't know, you just, yeah, it's, it's difficult to explain. Um, you just kind of know whenever you're really not all the way there when you're not totally ready. And then you, you kind of like, ah, well that, that should do, you know, that, you know, I've been in this situation before, you know, like, uh, in 2012, you know, um, my wife and I had just got married. I didn't have any shoots before because we're leading up to the wedding. I didn't shoot, but 200, uh, I shot a flat of shells basically, you know, in practice and, and went and won. Uh, would I advise that? No, you know, I just, uh, I think, uh, uh, it just ebbs and flows, man. I mean, I don't think there's any cookie cutter or cookie cutter way to say it or do it. It's just, you know, when your timing's on and you got talent, you know, you're always a threat, but, uh, whenever you're not prepared, uh, whatever that might mean by, I'm not, I haven't practiced enough or I haven't shot enough shoots or whatever. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to, I sound like I'm sitting here making excuses because that's not it, but I'm kind of in that reevaluating my plan stage right now of what 2023 is going to look like. And, um, you know, I'm hoping to put more shoots on the calendar and, uh, you know, kind of do what I can to battle the weaknesses that I, uh, that I came up with at, uh, at nationals, you know, see a, see a 50 yard crosser and kind of get nervous. Can't do that at nationals. That's got to yeah. be another, that's got to be another shot. Uh, oh no, it's a rabu, you know, and you know, getting nervous about certain shots here or there. And you, know, you just can't do that. You know, that it was a big mistake on my part. And so that's just kind of way it goes. You know, you, you win some, you lose some and uh, you just take it to the drawing board, evaluate those weaknesses and uh, don't let it happen again. So do you ever like, actually set real expectations, like a certain score or, you know, heading into something like the nationals and, and all the other events that you compete in, or is it just as simple as I'm going to go there and do my best and have my, you know, my best personal performance I can do and just deal with the score afterwards. I mean, how do you approach it? It's a little bit of both, you know, in sporting clays, I don't really believe that there's an average. I think it's, um, you know, how I've kind of, put it in my own mind is you just kind of just get a feel for, you know, um, let's use this terminology, call it like a peg score. Okay. So meaning like related to golf, you know, what par is. Okay. So, you know, a peg score to me on a sporting clays course is kind of like what, what you should shoot to win. So let's say, you know, um, we went and shot this course and if you hit all of them that, you know, you should have, uh, you should have a 95. You didn't miss anything inside 30 yards and you got your share of the hard ones and you, you came out with a 95. Well, 95s don't win anymore in that case. Peg scores don't win. They used to win a couple of years back. Not anymore. Now, you know, I think a lot of people would agree with me. You have to be shooting out of your mind. If 95 is a peg score, you got to shoot 98. Uh, last year, if 95 was pegged, you got to shoot at least 96, 97 to be on the podium. But now it's, it's gotta be like three under peg or three over peg, however you want to say it, you know, to win, meaning you got to shoot out of your mind and be a little bit lucky. And so leading up to a tournament with that being said, you know, you gotta be shooting really, really, really good and come off of off courses, like proud of how well you shot. 
I think if you get to that point, then, you know, you're basically prepared. You know, you're ready. You know, you're not nervous about this shot. You're proud of the score whenever you get off the course. You know, it might not win, but, you know, national that's why you know it's it's so important that nationals is four days you got to carry it for four days and if you're shooting that good over four days you're going to win Corey, and i can cut this part out if you'd rather me not bring this up but you and i had a phone conversation two weeks ago and we talked it was right after the nationals and you talked about the mindset was different this year um i know you said you you know you walked away with no lewis class money no class option money no nothing but you mm-hmm. talked about that mindset and you talked about the enjoyable time that you had, even though you weren't in contention. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, you know, um, so this nationals first time, I think even since a, I was a sub junior came out and, you know, looked down at the winning summary thinking like, all right, maybe I got Lewis class or something. <laughs> and, uh, you know, your winning summary says zero dollars. <laughs> it's like a rude awakening, like good mm-hmm. night. That's never happened before. So, you know, what that did to me is it lit a big fire. Uh, and then, you know, so now having, you know, some logs in the fire, like, all right, that was kind of embarrassing. Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, well, you know, going to replay them. I ain't going to let that happen again, but it's not going to do you any good getting mad, getting sad, depressed and whatnot. You know, it's, you know, the, uh, if your if your identity is all wrapped up in, you know, your performance at a shoot, you got bigger problems than, than, you know, that. So the, uh, you know, my whole deal is now that it, it lit a healthy fire under me. I still enjoyed the shoot. I had my family, my wife, my daughter there, you know, it was uh, it was really cool to be a part of the super squad. It was really cool to see Zach win his third. I mean, that dude freaking deserves it. Golly, he's been working so hard for so long. Uh, you know, it was an enjoyable event, so it's not going to really do you any good to get mad, sad, upset, or any of that. It's just, okay, take a healthy evaluation of kind of what my own personal heart posture is with shooting and kind of sprinkle a little bit of that Nationals performance on it. And, man, that'll get you – bonfire rolling so you know we'll see what happens this next year well you know and and a lot of my questions about compartmentalizing are are selfish so i have to apologize for that and the reason why i say that is because leading up to the nationals you know chad gave me all the tools i needed for training and getting ready and preparation and, and i worked my butt off and when I got there, I had all this buzz going on, you know, it was kind of like a pig pen on the peanuts, you know, when you walk all <laughs> that dirt flying around. Oh yeah. And it was kind of like that because, you know, between, you know, I was hosting the super squad with um highlight show with Justin Barker and then, you know, meeting with sponsors and everything of the podcast. And I just kind of took all that training and everything I did, threw it in the trash can and called pull. I mean, seriously, I mean, my, my brain was everywhere, but in that station, in that moment. And that was a personal struggle for me. So to hear that you walked away and you looked at everything and it's like, wow, I absolutely nothing. I kind of did the same thing. So, um, what about speaking of which, what about the super squad? Give us your thoughts on it. What did you like? What did you not like? Uh, I mean, it was new this year. Tell, tell us about it. Well, two parts. I'll like, uh, talk about your, your statement just then, you know, so basically what happened is you went to, you went to the, you went to a competition and work broke out. So, mm-hmm. you know, 
part of your preparation, you know, um, you just kind of have to be better at your time management. You know, whenever you go to nationals, especially at this level with the success of the podcast, the popularity, you know, man, I mean, it, it sounds weird, but you got to even, you know, plan out, you know, which bathroom you use, because if you've only got 30 minutes to go from A to B and you don't want to be a ding dong to anybody and, you know, see a buddy, see a friend, see a uh, person that just wants to say hi to you and just walk past them, you know, you got to, you got to plan your time management out. You know, it's uh, it's a real thing at, at, at this stage of uh, the success that you guys have going on. So just kind of put that bug in your ear about, you know, what next years and following years are going to be like. It's not going to get any easier. And so, you know, whenever you factor in your your squad times and whatnot, how much time do you have on you know, before and how much time do you have after? Well, something I like to do. Uh, just go sit in the truck, you know, uh, not necessarily take a nap, but, uh, just kind of lean the seat back, you know, turn some music on and just clear your mind a little bit, you know, just kind of little things like that. You got to find out what works good for you. That's worked good in the past. It doesn't, it's not a always thing. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's turn your phone off. Maybe it's, you know, have strict meeting times and et cetera, but, uh, just for, you know, food for thought. But secondly, you know, what I think about the super squad I can't believe it took us so long to do it. I mean, yeah, that was yeah, that's what we've been needing. That's uh, what we've been wanting. You know, the the true champion was crowned with the most pressure, you know, that we've ever had. Uh, there there was no cheating that could have happened. Uh, you know, you police each other. There's no there's there's no hanky panky that was allowed to go on. The pressure was there. The cameras were there, and I hope uh, I hope to God that you know, good things come of all that footage and that we can get some mainstream sponsorships in here. Shooting such a fun sport. It's so popular right now. There's more people shooting shotgun than ever before. And uh, to give them a taste of this and to, you know, to grow it, you know, to let the kids see it, build heroes so that they're, there's someone that they want to be like, then, you know, all the marketing that can come of that, uh, I'm, I'm, I couldn't say enough good things. I could ramble on all night long about, you know, how good that super squad was. And you got one of the best in the game, Chris Claxton and his video crew filming everything, you know, everything that Mark did, that you did, that Justin did in the commentaries, you know, it's amazing, you know, and you've got all that footage. You can cut it up however you want to make little trailers, to make videos, to, uh, to, you know, you need to be walking into every sporting goods store and seeing something like that near the shotgun rack. I mean, you know, that's so important. And sporting clays is a leader right now. And, uh, we just need to do everything in our power to grow it. It'd be nice to, you know, before I get too old to be able to actually make a living doing this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can tell you, I, I don't think I've ever been more humbled by what you just said. I, I really appreciate your kind words about both the podcast and, and, and the work on the super squad. I mean, I listen, Justin and I were just hosts um, to watch Chris Claxton and Mark Baltazar and their crews. And the work that they did was just absolutely mind blowing. I mean, those guys were sweating from head to toe 24 seven and I mean, running and hustling their butts off. So they really worked hard at that, but Thank you very much for the kind words on the podcast and, and for the super squad hosting. I appreciate that, Corey. 
Yeah, of course, man. Just keep it up. You know, uh, anything we can do for growth and, you know, just looking out there for uh, all these other, you know, super cool events, man. I mean, you know, I'm hearing, you know, my uh, brain's getting ahead of my mouth. The uh, all these kids events, it's got 2000 plus kids, you know, here around Texas, up in the Midwest, that high school clay target league, the, the following that they've got. Man, I mean, that's where your meat and potatoes are. I mean, you know, the uh, the NSCA shoots are are awesome, but man, the the focus on getting these kids, keeping these kids going, you know, is super important right now. Yeah, for sure. Well, Corey, just to circle back around on the super super squad, since it was the first year, was there anything about it that you didn't like, or you think that might need to change in the future? Man, I mean, that's a tough one. I I. I really don't have anything negative to say about it, you know, uh, or not negative, but I guess constructive criticism. I, I, I really don't have much. I think, uh, given, you know, year one, um, you know, the professionals, you know, like Chris that, that did all the, uh, you know, did all the filming, you know, I think that, you know, me trying to do his job isn't going to really do much good, but I think, uh, just kind of, you know, unchaining him, giving him more, uh, more assets, more tools, more cameras, more angles, um, uh, and stuff like that. So he can really do, you know, what he's capable of rather than just trying to, trying to fit in and, and capture what he can capture. Um, you know, that I think would be, be something that else that they could do, you know, just so you can get more cinemagraph or I don't know what the word is, you know, uh, you know, get some better angles, get some better footage, I guess. Uh, the clay targets are always hard to see. Um, I've always dreamed up this, uh, this arena that, you know, like when you watch a NFL game or even a college football game and they have those cameras that run along, you know, it's like on a, on a, you know, these lines that are tethered across the field. So the camera can chase the ball down and stuff like that. You know, just imagine if you could get that that kind of, camera work for you guys to do a shot breakdown in the interim between shooters or whatnot. All right, here's Zach, you know, watch what he just did. Watch how he breaks it down. You can break down technique and you can pretty much do a full on lesson in, in talking and showing these guys uh, or showing the public or the, all the viewers, how every, everything's actually going. You know, imagine if, if uh, you had, you know, a coach in there that could break it down, do the, you know, do the, the John Madden play breakdown, showing the target's flight path, showing how his gun comes up to it, follows along with it. It'd be incredible. Yeah, for sure. The one thing I would add to that is shot cams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, your your dreams and, and Mark Baltazar's are completely aligned. And uh, if anybody hasn't had the chance to listen to last week's episode uh, on the Super Squad, I mean, you need to go listen to it because I'm telling you, it, it's right in line with what Corey's saying. Yeah. Hey, Corey, did you have man. any flashbacks about the PSCA when you were doing the Super Squad? <laughs> no, man, I really didn't. You know, that was the the PSCA was an animal of its own. You know, it was. Uh, uh, you know, I loved it. Uh, I thought they were onto something great, and uh, it's a shame that it didn't work out. But no, I, I I actually didn't. But I thought it was cool that they were that you know, whenever there's initiative, I like that, you know, they're trying, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's better than just becoming stagnant. If they're not trying new things and, 
trying to trying to put it on a on the next level you know at that point i'm like why are we even doing this you know they um you know personally i got enough stick man you know i want it i want it to go to the next level you know all the the literature anthony's putting out you know the videos that are coming out uh i'm excited to watch zach's you know and all that you know hopefully we can get some good salesmen out there that get all that product in you know your your local sporting goods store you know on the shotgun you know aisle on the ammo aisle and start promoting that on a more mainstream circuit would be uh be really incredible as well our sport deserves that it really does it does man it does does. i mean you you go into you know here in texas we've got academy bass pro cabela's and whatnot and you walk around the aisle and just, you know, no one knows who you are. And so you just kind of eavesdrop on, you know, what people are saying, man, there's so many people out there that would just eat this information up, you know, on shot stash, uh, shot shell performance, gun performance, uh, ear pro, you name it, you know, just all the different avenues that you could, you could have and use and do, uh, the industry deserves it. And, you know, yet we're still watching the same old, you know, here comes big deer. It might be quiet. <laughs> All right. Got it. You know, like, come on, yeah. man. Like, do something new. Right. Well, Corey, all right, let me change gears here for a little bit. So we're, we're coming into the end of the year. Um, I know family's at the very top of your priority list, but what about your shooting? I mean, by the time the nationals are over with, you're going into winter and we're, we're well ahead before the Florida swing starts. Do you put the gun in the safe or are you still working to get better for next year? Man, I'm still kind of in that figuring it out mode. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, I've got a pretty big fire underneath me, so I don't really want to just put it on the shelf. Uh, I'm out at the big easy ranch here about halfway between Houston and San Antonio. It's just amazing place. And, uh, you know, I came out and reset their uh, sporting place course today and I'll be teaching on it the next two days. And, the the member base might not be real happy with the target set because it was you know a little bit more challenging than than uh than they're used to but it's like you know you know we gotta gotta kind of push the envelope a little bit and 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 get people to one have fun so they keep coming back but two as i was setting the uh the targets it's like man i I actually want to come out and shoot this i want to see if i can you know shoot a peg score or better you know, and actually be challenged, you know, that sort of deal. So I don't really know, man. It's, it's a tough question for me right now. You know, uh, my wife and I put the, the 2023 calendar out, you know, in your little nationals ditty bag that's got every shoot flyer known to man in there. You know, you put the regionals on there, you put the nationals, the U S open, your state championship, the Browning Briley, you know, some other big tournaments that, you know, diamond classic and stuff like that, the world championships, the world feet test world sporting. Well, uh, there went your year. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, there's so many shoots and, you know, if you want to make team USA, well, you know, there went your life, you know, your life better be shooting and traveling to shoots. Cause you know, you need a United Airlines sponsorship, you know, like <laughs> right? What right. your what it's going to cost you to go to all of them? Uh, you know, your airfare, your hotel, your entry fee, your food. Uh, you know, it all adds up. And so, you know, I had big aspirations. Like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. And it's like, oh wait, that doesn't look like much fun. You know, that, <laughs> you know I, I want to. 
uh, I want to take my daughter fishing. I want to be home, you know, uh, between work. And then you, you factor in those shoots. It's like, man, where'd the year go? So kind of scratching a lot of that out and, uh, just doing a little bit more, uh, delicate planning, you know, and trying to see what's, uh, which are the ones that you really need to be at where the, which shoots are going to have, you know, go setting targets at, and, you know, just, just things like that. You're kind of getting more particular about, you know, where we're going, uh, and when we're going to go, uh, what are the payouts looking like? You know, is it, financially worth it to even go you know you've got a experienced box to uh, box to check you know what kind of targets are you going to shoot what you know how well is the shoot ran you know what are the payouts you know i mean heck man you look at uh some of these regional shoots five grand for hoa and well so you're saying i gotta win it to break even yeah come on right (laughs) yeah right like it's uh but then that kind of puts the attention back on that bucket. Well, if it's a goal, well, it's worth it. You know, right. uh, you're not really doing it for the money. You're doing it for the, for the adventure, for the challenge and, uh, to accomplish a goal. So just kind of evaluating all that sort of stuff. So, you know, your question being, you know, what am I doing? Um, kind of in <laughs> evaluation mode. Gotcha. Well, you know, it, it's funny because Sean and I can actually relate a little bit. Um, and when I say a little bit, we're, we're nowhere near your level, obviously, but we were just talking, uh, before we got you on the phone about planning our shoots for next year. And so many clubs have been so gracious to us to, to invite us down, you know, because of the podcast and everything. And and there's so many clubs that we want to see. I mean, there's just beautiful clubs all across this country. Right. And we've got this ever growing bucket list. <laughs> of clubs that we want to visit and the reality of it is it's like okay we're talking about our you know obviously jack links we're committed we're there and then we're talking about the northeast regional and the north central regional and then you add in nationals and then the state shoot and we want to go to the georgia state shoot and then next thing you know your calendar's full and it's like uh my wife is going to divorce me you know i mean and not only that but the money involved you're talking about the capability of winning the regional we just want to go and compete at the regional, <laughs> let alone win something, right? right so, right, I mean, right. you know, that expenditure is there, and, and the cost and the travel time and the time away from family is real. So, it's I can relate. Um, speaking of relate, a lot of listeners can relate to your work and family life. In fact, the Clint Hinton and Matt Miller podcasts we did are relatable to your schedule, but there's one difference, Corey you're a former world and national champion. So let's talk a little bit more about your balance. You know, you're, you're talking about creating your schedule and moving forward and you know, how do you, I mean, I know you, I I know you'd love to be on a range every day, but how do you manage your training and your competing with everything else going on? I mean, this is where I said we were going to dive a little bit deeper in the podcast. This is the part right now We're we're heading down the rabbit hole. How, how does Corey manage his time to where, Hey, look, it's gotta be some me time. I've got to go burn some powder. I've got to bust some clays. I've got to focus on this event, this regional that's coming up this weekend or this Browning Briley that's coming up this weekend. How do you manage that time? And how do you recommend someone that's listening that has a busy schedule that can relate to your schedule. How do you manage, how do you recommend they manage that time? 
Man, I mean, just the, the big blanket statement is the juice worth the squeeze, you know, is about, you know, the, the one liner I could tell you, you know, it's, you know, it, it ebbs and flows. There's not a, there's not a, uh, there's not really the, the perfect answer. You know, you've got your responsibilities and that's what you need to be the best at, you know, not winning shoots. You need to be the best at it, you know, taking care of your own personal responsibilities uh, that being, you know, God, your family, and then your job, uh, and then whatever, whatever that looks like, you know, on the wall to you, well, that's what you got to figure out personally. Um, for me, you know, we've got, a, you know, we, we get that big calendar out put the shoots on there, evaluate them. Okay. Well then, you know, you, we got work trips, we've got this, and then, you, know, you kind of take another glance at the uh, at the calendar after round two. Like, ah, oh, that sucks. There's not a free weekend yet, and we still have you know, we still have uh, to plan in there. You know, some sort of family vacation. We got to, uh, you know, look. If you want to go deep, you know, how many times? You know, like this. I'm the world's worst uh, at taking my wife out on a date night. <laughs> you know, it's like you guilty, know, it's, guilty, it's, uh, <laughs> right? But it's a it's a big thing. You know, it not many people talk about it, but you know, it's important. You know, uh I'll work myself to death if if uh you know <laughs> if my wife didn't have the calendar. You know, like I I, I don't like sitting still, but you kinda have to. You, you know, it's it's important that you get still and and hear and uh and plan and, and make the right move. I mean, if I walk around in the backyard, I'll start, you know pulling grass, pulling weeds, doing something, you know, there's always something that needs to be done. So I don't really know how to answer it. You know, like, how do I do it? Man, I just, you know, take care of your responsibilities first and then do the best with what time's left over. Uh, although shooting is one of my responsibilities, you know, the, with sponsors, you have to, you have to perform. All right. Well, what's that look like? Well, you know, okay. We've got these tournaments. Um, these are your few shots at, at, you know, doing something, winning something. And again, you know, sponsorships aren't just all about winning. It's about, you know, your persona in the industry and, and what kind of sales you can generate for the company that's sponsoring you. Right. And so, you know, just being in attendance, talking to people, um, being there. Right. Right. So, um, man, I don't, I don't really know, you know, I don't know how I do it. (laughs) I just, (laughs) just, get organized, get yourself a notebook and, uh, you know, every week, just keep your to-do list going and take care of your responsibilities and do the best you can with what, uh, what you have left, you know, plan, uh, plan your practice days. You know, that's something I suck at, you know, uh, you know, it's like, uh, all right, got a free afternoon. What am I going to do now? Well, I should have planned this. I would have been ready to go and would have had an extra hour if I would have planned it better. Right. Um, uh, but be honest with you man i don't really freaking know it's uh it's hard it's hard i'll put it to you that way it's 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 definitely not easy but you know it's worth it you know so do your best and plan and um you know take care of your responsibilities first you know shootings uh you know it's a it's a game right you know it doesn't need to be your identity it doesn't need to be you know what your whole life is wrapped up in it's a game you know but i uh you know i contradict that statement saying you know, i think it's important for a man to have competition you know iron sharpens iron right right and yeah. so uh 
I think you definitely need that in there. And I think that is also fuel to keep you driven to accomplish other goals and to, to do the best at all of your other responsibilities, man. It doesn't matter whether you're mowing your yard. Well, I want to have the prettiest yard, you know, or, you know, fixing something. Well, I want to fix it, you know, perfect. You know, just as good as they would do it in a, you know, in a, in a shop. I'm rambling at this point, but it, you get what I mean? It's yeah. 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 Take care of your responsibilities and do the best with what you have left. Well, Corey, you're making it really hard to plan that fishing trip with you, buddy. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> no joke, man. What's fishing? I hadn't done that in a long time. <laughs> You'll remember when you pick up. The we water. had a drought in Texas. We don't even have any water to go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Corey, I tell you what, man, for, for a guy that's been around the sport as long as you have, I mean, you're a former world and national champion. You've, You've been there. You've done that. You've got a lot of experience. I mean, you got way more experience than anybody or than most people in this game. Let's just put it that way. So, you know, to keep yourself moving forward, I'm sure you ask your que- yourself the question, you know, what's next? Do you have any boxes that are unchecked or anything left in the bucket list that you're still trying to, to get to? Yeah, I want to win the world fee task. Uh, that's, you know, that's the, uh, that's the, the last big box. Um, haven't won that one yet. I won it as a junior long time ago. Uh, had some close calls, but, but never checked that box. So, you know, that's kind of my, uh, my, my, I don't know, you know, the one shoot that I want. And then I'll have the uh, world. When I get that, I'll have the world feet test world sporting, the nationals in the U S open. And, you know, that's something special. Uh, but alongside that, you know, it'd be cool to, to get another nationals to have three, get another U S open. Um, I want to win uh, a couple more state championships and that sort of thing. So those are kind of the, you know, the goals that, uh, I've got right now is to you know more states, more U S opens, more nationals, uh, in the world P task, you know, so, um, putting that up on the board and, kind of road mapping out, you know, what's going to increase the odds for that to come to fruition. Corey, I know you have a last question. We'll let you get back to your family. Um, I know you have a big involvement with a U shoot coming up towards the beginning of the year down in Texas. Can you tell us about that shoot? Oh yeah, man. It's so, it's so cool. It's the uh, San Antonio livestock show and rodeo junior shootout they give massive amounts of scholarships out. You've got 2000 plus kids that'll come out there. Every one of them Wait, are will you be serious? on serious 2000, man. It's, it's stunning. Uh, I've got probably, I don't know, five years now that I've been going to it in four years. I'm bad at that, but, uh, um, it's unfortunately the same time as the, uh, the Jack Link shoot, which I really want to go to that, but I'm just, you know, too committed to this kid shoot. Uh, and what I do is, uh, there in the shoot off stadium at the national shooting complex. Um, you know, we just open it up and, uh, we've got kind of like a, like a make a break or a snooker and it's just free lessons all day to any kids that come by. You know, really? um, you know, if, you know, if they just want to come shoot, come shoot. If you want some pointers, well, you know, I'll probably tell you more than you want to know, um, you know, that sort of thing. But what's impressive is in this day and age, I know everyone sees it. If you go, you know, if you go out in public, you're, everybody's on their phones or kids are playing video games or something, you know, something indoors, but out there, you've got 2,000 plus. Every one of them will shake your hand. Not a little sissy handshake, but a you know, 
a man's handshake, look you in the eye. They're responsible. They're safe with their shotguns. It gives you hope for humanity. It's, uh, it's really impressive. They've got an incredible staff, uh, that's put the shoot together that are just kind of, you know, in the, in the limelight now, but, um, you know, it's full steam ahead. They're looking at growing it and, uh, doing more. There's a ton of support and, uh, I want to do everything I can to, so that becomes a common thing more than just in San Antonio, you know, um, I'm kind of a proud Texan. So, you know, being from Houston, I hope Houston can jump on board and, and, you know, if anything, just copy that model. Uh, I know Travis is working on, uh, some stuff, you know, to, to get the Fort Worth, uh, rodeo shootout going um I, I i don't know a whole lot about it at the moment but i've heard uh i've heard some things that there's uh a shoot like that being developed but it's it's stunning man you know you you know it's a shoot that i can't uh, i can't miss i'm happy to be a part of and as long as they'll have me i'll be there well Corey, do me do me a favor if you would uh text me a link uh to that website or any information that you have to that we'll put it in the show description of the show so if anybody wants to check it out or attend you know maybe they can't make jack links or maybe they're over closer to that area than going to florida um i want to be able to give them a way to connect with that shoot and go over and attend it absolutely yeah morgan harbinson with uh texas parks and wildlife uh he's a you know He's a big part of it as well. Uh, all the 4-H groups from all the different counties in the state, you know, they all have their teams and they come out and, you know, the the best thing you could do is just just show them support. You know, if anybody's got a, got some, uh, you know, some sponsorship money that they're looking to make sure it goes to a good cause, well, this is definitely one of them. So, okay. you know, for everyone listening, that's uh, that's one of the most stellar shoots of the year. It's, it's really impressive. And, you know, to me, it's the most important thing we can do with our with our game is you know keep these kids shooting and show that it's uh it's a safe and fun thing to do. Absolutely, I agree, and we're we're willing to help any way we can. So, like I said, if you would text me that information, um, For sure, everybody, it'll be down in the bottom of the podcast description. Uh, we'll put any links in it that Corey sends us. But uh, Corey, we're gonna let you get back to your family. But is there, is there any closing thoughts about anything you want to say? Man, just uh, keep doing what you guys are doing. Yo, um, golly, yo, it's it's impressive. Um, I thank you guys for your time to, you know, to record these things and put them out there. And I hope uh, get more listeners and um, everybody learns something. And we just keep growing, keep keep the snowball getting bigger. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show, Corey. I mean, not only you're a great shooter, but you're overall a great human being, in my opinion. And uh, you do a lot of good for no, the sport. Thanks. And it was, it was our privilege to have you on here today. Absolutely, we're, we're I appreciate we're, you guys too. We're privileged to have you. Oh, you're gonna make me blush. <laughs> I don't know about all that. You save that for the no, nah, not really. So. <laughs> well, Corey, thanks again, buddy. We'll, we'll we'll catch up with you soon. I promise. You got it, guys. Well, I appreciate you. And, uh, Sean, hope your wife gets to feeling better real soon. and The doctors can uh, can help her out, buddy. Thanks, Corey. I appreciate that, man. Yep. All right. See you, man. Hey, guys. All right. Y'all have a good one. Yep. Bye. Sean Alley. Always a pleasure to have Corey on. A- a- absolutely. I really admire and respect that guy. What he's, an outstanding individual. He's a good man. Hey, listen. We got a couple sponsor segments to get to. Y'all better enjoy these because they're not coming back next year. So sit tight and we'll be right back. Okay, it's time for a bear pelt segment, and right now we've got Brett Plains on the phone. Brett, how you doing today? 
I'm doing wonderful, guys. How about you guys? Were you enjoying that Arizona heat down there? Yeah, I think today's only about 110, so it's like <laughs> stepping into an oven. <laughs> Is that considered balmy for Arizona, 110? Yeah. yeah. Nah, yeah, I lived here when we hit our record of 122, so this isn't too bad. Oh, jeez. So basically, you shoot through the winter. <laughs> Is that what I'm taking it? Oh, I thought you were going to say yeah. shoot through the window so you can oh, still yeah. stay in the air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, well, that too, right? <laughs> well, you know, we have air-conditioned buggies that you can just sit inside and, you know, try and shoot from inside uh, the buggy. But, there you uh, go. <laughs> yeah, no, I shoot uh, all through the winter, and there's a handful of us out here that actually will suffer in the heat and you know start bright and early 7 a.m and shoot until about one o'clock in the afternoon and just try and have a good time you know i always wondered we've got enclosed uh five stands here in ohio you know they're heated so we can shoot five stand during the winter do you guys have the same thing but air conditioned down there not yet and if you can come up with that You'll have a lot of happy sporting clay shooters out here west. Stamp it! I just there, patented there you it. go, Jason. You got a whole nother whole nother idea there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to Arizona in July to install a new five stand. It ain't happening. I can ship you the traps, but it's all on you after that. So, well, well, Brett, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, what class do you shoot in, and what's your favorite discipline out of you know sporting, feet task, five stand, skeet trap, etc. Yeah, so I've been shooting for just a little under two years, currently in A class, just uh, recently. So enjoying the extra competition and, you know, I call it kind of the half donation class. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then my favorite discipline is either task or traditional sporting clays. That's just anytime I'm out getting to shoot clays is a good day, in my opinion. Heck yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So... You know, we're, we're talking bear pelt vests here, and down there, I'm going to take it to competition light just perfectly suits you, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, you know, in fact, uh, I've bought eight of them total, five for me, three for gifts, and just truly, truly enjoy working with Heather and her team over there at Bear Pelt. And so I've got three Gen 1s, two Gen 2s for myself, and just thoroughly enjoy the comfortability and the customization. So I can't imagine shooting in anything other than a bear pelt at this point. So eight of them. So you got your own little David Radulovich starter kit going on. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, so how did bear pelt come to be? How did you find out about bear pelt? Yeah. So I was actually up at Ben Avery, which is one of our two kind of bigger uh, sporting clay uh, spots here in, in Arizona. Uh, there's a gentleman that I shoot with, yeah, relatively often that he had one on and, you know, I was a little bit newer to the sport at the time and said, wow, you must be a professional. You've got your name on your Jersey. And he goes, no, check out this website. You can customize them to the nth degree. And really since then I wore one of the competitor brands and it was good, uh, but not great. And looking at his, he happened to be the same size as me. So I got to try it on. And immediately I thought this is, this is going to be a game changer for the vests and much cooler, more breathable. And the fact that you can customize them. And in fact, I was texting with Heather yesterday. Um, I'm a pretty big advocate of bear pelt out here. And so anybody who wants to talk about bear pelts or vests, I'm a walking billboard for, <laughs> for bear pelt. And so I tried his on and immediately ordered one that night and then have just continued to order more and more, especially as the Gen 2 have come out and I have plans to get two or three more. Well, why not? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, then you build your own walk-in closet like David, and then you can just basically pick one for 
every day of the year. Yeah. Well, you know, and out here, because it is so hot, you know, I've got some of the competition, the heavier fabric versus the competition light. And so really, you know, having a variety to choose from, and I'm not quite like Mr. Radulovich in trying to match my hat, my <laughs> shirt, my vest, my shorts, my shoes. Yeah. Uh, but it, but it is nice to have a bit of a variety to change things up every now and then. Just please, for the love of God, don't tell me you have those red pants like he has. No, no <laughs> chance. <laughs> oh man, yeah. that's a good thing. No chance. Well, that's, Brent, now the, the, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I would say, but the really fun thing about the bear pelt vests is I've seen a couple groups that they kind of do their own group vest or like one of my good buddies I shoot. Yeah. Like, like a team. Uh, but, uh, one of my good buddies I shoot with a fair amount out here. Uh, there's about three or four of us that shoot together. And so we kind of got him, uh, a gen two bear pelt and we kind of had fun with it. And his name is Sean as well, Sean. Uh, but he's at times known for his temper, whether he acts on it or not is different. And Mm. so I, I ordered one for his birthday that uh, on the back, instead of having his last name, his nickname is Seanzilla. And so that was pretty fun. <laughs> Seanzilla. Uh, oh, that's a yeah, good one. To deliver, yeah, to deliver that to him and give him the story behind how we got there. And so he thought that was just uh, super cool, and <laughs> he's been wearing it ever since. That's cool. Well, so now that you got the Gen 2, what I was getting ready to ask you, uh, what are some of, like, do you have a favorite feature, or do you have a couple of things that kind of stick out with you on the Gen 2s versus the previous versions? Yeah, so the Gen 2 fits me better. Uh, So I'm a large in the Gen 2. In the Gen 1, I'm a medium. And I really like the angled pockets more than the first generation. Mm -hmm. And then having that oversized chest pocket is really nice. You know, the first gen, the pocket was a little small, couldn't get my earplugs and my card in there. Mm -hmm. And with the, the Gen 2, it fits perfectly. But my favorite thing about them, whether it's Gen 1 or Gen 2, is just the ability to customize them and the fact that they're so comfortable. I forget I wear them half the time. Well, you know, that's saying something, especially down there in 115-degree heat. I mean, that's, you know, I I mean, not too many people even wear vests in that kind of heat. It's making me sweat just thinking about it. I know. (laughs) So, but Yeah, uh, well, the, the breathability is second to none. And, you know, some of the competitor brands have that kind of fake leather over your shoulder pad and it just gets hot and sticky. And, you know, the best part about shooting in one other than looking good and the customization is, you know, your butt pad doesn't stick to it where out here in the heat, you know, depending on what vest you're wearing, if it's not bear pelt, I found, especially doing V task, it would catch on your vest or Jersey. And so throw off your mounts a little bit. So I found it's actually helped me with consistency as well. Right. That, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Well, well, uh, Brett, one more thing. So if somebody was on the fence and we ask this all the time uh, and you were talking to them, what would you tell them or how would you push them towards buying a bear pelt? Uh, what, what's the spiel that you would give them? Well, the spiel that I give everybody that's bought one, and I think I've probably referred 30 people over to bear pelt uh, and talking and working with Heather. Uh, but the, the most important thing to me is comfort. And does it perform perform well? And given the fabric choices that they've chosen, it makes it really easy to perform well in it. And at the same time, why not look good? So, you know, pick your color, put your name on it, come up with a fun logo, customize it to your liking. And you really can't go wrong, especially at the price point. Yeah, agreed. Gotcha. gotcha. Absolutely. Well, any closing thoughts, Brett? Anything we left out you wanted to mention? No, I just uh, say give a shout out to some of my shooting buddies out here, Brent White, Sean Davis, Vince Casenza, and Heather, if you're listening, 
Vince is looking for a pink leopard print or snake skin. And uh, we'll see if we can get Vince to wear one of those. Oh, I've heard it all now. Won't, wow. won't miss him on the tournament circuit, will you? No. no. <laughs> um, but I guess the only other thing I would add is I've got a few of their other products as well. I've got their gun sleeves, which are just absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you know, keep the dust off, hopefully, you know, deter a few dents and dings. And then their hats are awesome. So you can't go wrong with anything bear pelt. Yep. Have, have you got the new black t-shirt yet? I do. That thing. I don't know what it is about that material. I love wearing it under my vest. That thing is so comfortable. I mean, Oh yeah. It's all I wear when I shoot these days. Yeah, absolutely. So folks, if you're listening, <laughs> absolutely. Cause it's worth it. But well, bro, listen, thank you very much. Uh, you've been a great ambassador for bear pelt. We appreciate you spending some time with us. Good luck in that heat down there, man. Oh man, make sure you, I hope you got a gallon of water in your left hand at all times. So, but uh, thank you again for joining us. We appreciate it, and uh, maybe we'll see you out on the circuit somewhere. All right, sounds good. Hope to see you guys out here in Arizona. Absolutely. Thank you, Brett, so Perfect. much. Thanks, guys. All right, bye bye. Well, Jason, I think this was a great show. Uh, always a pleasure having Corey on. Uh, I've said it before and I said it again. He's just a great dude overall. And he's got great insight. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a, a former world and multi-time national champion. So. And, and very relatable because like most of us, he's dealing with all the pressures of, of regular life, family, work, yeah. trying to balance all that and not have not having enough hours in the day to get everything that you want done, but doing the best you can to get there. Yeah. Know? And it's, you know what, that that is so relatable to 90% of the people in the sport. Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, to hear from Corey and hear how he's done it and still managed to win these championships and the U S open and everything, you know, it's awesome. It it's is. great information. And, and not to mention all the, the good work he does for the sport. I mean, the youth shoot, he's, he's the sale shoot that is going on in Texas next year. Um, it sounds like he's going to have to mix the ja- miss the Jack Links tournament, which I hope somehow it works out to where he doesn't. But you know what? Good on him for sticking through that yeah. and, and something that means a lot to him and, and obviously does a lot of good for the kids. Well, you know, as big as those two shoots are, maybe they can put their heads together and figure out a schedule one weekend off or something where, you know, they can still do both. and That'd be cool. And get all the attendees. So... Um, you know, Sean, we push everybody every week, take someone new shooting, take them to a tournament. And I I think we just further emphasize that as we progress episode by episode of how great the sport is. He just told us how great the youth shooting is down there in Texas. Mm -hmm. It needs to be that great. Every state. Yep. And we can all try to help that out. I mean, just take somebody out there, get a gun in their hands and. Show them how much fun there is that you can have with a shotgun busting clay birds. And how safe the sport is. Absolutely. You know, that's the biggest thing I think we need to get back to is how safe this sport is. You follow a few simple safety rules and this sport is injury free. And tons of fun. And tons of fun. How You know, white flyer targets. Yeah. Bang. How cool is it that we have a sponsor that lo- allows us to blow up their product? Yeah, what a what a great business model too, because they're happy to sell you as many as you want to break. <laughs> right, absolutely. You know, thank you to all of our sponsors. I mean, listen, it's in the outro, but personally, from Sean and I, Bear Pelt, uh, love you all to death. Atlas Traps, Odo Pro, Negrini, Rhino Chokes, RE Ranger. Game Boy KLMO, Game Boy US, excuse me, and White Flyer Targets, Don Grant. Oh my gosh, I got that woman on speed dial. Yeah. And yeah. Folded Wing Apparel, thank you so much for sponsoring the show, for supporting us. 
We are going to keep coming back here week after week. We're excited about next year. We're excited about some of the things that we have planned. I think everybody else, when they hear these episodes, they're going to be excited about it. Yep. Sean, Allie, until next week. Can't wait to see you all back here on the Dead Pair Podcast. We'll see you next time on the Dead Pair Podcast. The Dead Pair. The Dead Pair Podcast is energized by KLMO Game Boy US. The Dead Pair theme song was written, arranged, and produced by Toby Tomplay. Special thanks to the following sponsors. Bear Pelt, Negrini, Rhino, Otopro, Don Grant, Atlas Trap Company, RE Ranger, Wooly Shooting, Folded Wing Apparel Company, and White Flyer Targets.